Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Firefighters of Reddit, what's the dumbest person you had to save in a stupid situation? Dumbass tried to cross a raging river in zero degree weather about a 300 foot span on a snowmobile. He lived but didn't make the crossing and the machine was recovered days later. In Maine you are required to get your snowmobile out if you sink it in a lake. They don't want those things leaking and polluting. So every year you hear about some guy having to hire a diver and such. I once had a firefighter tell me he almost died in a house fire while going back into the house to look for the owner. A neighbor was concerned about why the firefighter was still in the residence so he asked another firefighter. This is about how the exchange went. Neighbor, why is that fireman still in the house? Firefighter, he's looking for the owner of the home. Neighbor, he is right over there with the video camera. Turns out the owner did not think it was important to alert the fire department he was out of the house. Instead, he was just taking video of the whole event. The fire started because the owner had tried to smother his barbecue cooker flame with leftover wood from the siding that had been installed on his home. The owner did not realize it would burn. Burned his whole house down. Holy frick people are stupid. I'm not a firefighter, but I used to do a lot of disaster response work. Hurricane Floyd, Eastern NC. I had a farmer with a large family that refused to evacuate his house. Stubborn bastard. River had broke loose. Floodwaters were coming up fast, and the police had given up on changing his mind. I drove my truck right up into his yard, rolled down the window and asked him to dress his kids in something orange or bright yellow. He asked me why and I said so body recovery will be able to distinguish them from all the dead pigs floating around. He told me to frick off. But 5 minutes later he had the whole family in the vehicle and they got the heck out. The local news station was just reminiscing on how much Floyd had fricked up Eastern Carolina. Glad those guys didn't end up as statistics. We needed to close the main connection through a forest over the winter because the trees were falling faster on the road than we could remove them due to way too much snow falling. Also the redirection was more than an hour longer due to the snow. Some cars thought that they would come through but turned around as soon as they saw the trees on the road. One semi also thought he'd get through. He drove up to the trees and called the fire brigade and complained why we didn't remove the trees. As he was calling a bunch of trees behind him also fell locking him in. It stood there one month before the trees and the snow could get removed by us that at least the semi can back out. We needed another month until the road was free again. Former firefighter EMT. Easily the dumbest person I encountered was a mother of four who decided it would be an awesome idea to get a Facebook Instagram worthy picture of her kids, all under age 10, sitting in a rowboat. Mother untidied from the dock and thought she'd just pull them back with the rope. That she forgot to hold on to. They floated a half mile down the river before the two oldest boys managed to grab a branch hanging over the bank. It was really surreal to see four young kids, all in matching clothing. Sitting in a boat waiting to be rescued. I have no clue what happened after. But they were physically fine. Just scared. A little tired but the mom was in full blown panic mode and kept getting in our way. I hope she's making better choices now. 
years ago we had this call straight out of Caddy Shack. Some guy had gotten tired of this gopher ruining his yard. Little did he know though he was facing the son TZU of gophers. The homeowner, dwelling upon his experience in Vietnam, decided that the best way to deal with the gopher was to treat the situation like a VC tunnel. In lieu of a frag grenade he poured a 5 gallon can of gasoline down the gopher hole, waited with a varmint gun, and lit it off. The ensuing explosion caused a small crater to form in his yard. I am still thoroughly impressed that there was a proper fuel to air ratio in the network of tunnels that allowed for such an explosion to happen. However the gopher refused to surrender without a fight. The gopher ran out of the hole engulfed in flames, causing the guy's yard to catch on fire. The gopher sprinted into the guy's shed still on fire and burrowed into a void space in the wall, where he died. Like the martyr perk from modern warfare his still flaming remained set the inside of the wall on fire as well as several flammables. In the end the guy's backyard was ruined and about a quarter of his shed burned down taking out a bunch of power tools and a zero turn mower. He definitely would have saved a few thousand dollars if he had hired an exterminator. This reminds me of my dad. He hated fire ants. Always had gasoline around to clean the grease you know. Well he would get bit by an ant and the fight was on. Gasoline fetched and poured onto the mound, promptly lit and the ensuing commentary delivered. Deepen. I'll show them it's fire. I'm not a firefighter, but my brother's wife at the time was. There was this massive structure fire at a barn in town that drew out nearly every truck in the general area, like three towns worth of firefighters trying to get this thing under control. During all of this, there was some lady who continuously called 9. 1. 1 asking over and over again what's going on at the farm up the road according to her. This woman would have to be a complete moron to not realize what was going on as the fire could be seen for miles. Fast forward later into the night and one of the ambulances on scene suddenly leaves. Obviously not normal for this sort of situation, but there isn't much time to question it. Fast forward still and as things are finally starting to calm down and are under control, one of the volunteers on the original ambulance comes over in his own car and shuffles sheepishly over to her and the chief of their department. He tells them that there is a woman a little ways down the road who called the ambulance, hence why they left, and requires a lift assist, but absolutely refuses to let the EMTs do it. No no, it has to be a firefighter. My brother's wife seeing that the other departments have things under control, goes with the man to see what's up. Apparently, it was the same woman who had called 9. 1. 1 over and over again and when they arrive, she is laying on the floor absolutely wailing. EMT say they can't find anything wrong from what they've been able to do, but with her requested firefighter they are finally able to get this woman up. They start asking her what happened. Hoping she might be more willing to share with my brother's wife there and she says, I was just feeling a little ignored. I figured this would get your attention. Grown woman just laid herself on the floor, called for help, insisted on a firefighter when there was no need, all because the barn fire was getting way more attention than she was in the 911. operators wouldn't give her the gossip about what was going on. I know she got in major trouble for abusing 911. But from what I hear from the people on both fire and ambulance, she has made a habit of calling for help whenever she feels she's not getting enough attention. She sounds like the type of woman who would fake a seizure in public. Actually, no, she sounds like the type of woman who would fake a seizure in public because someone else was in the process of actually seizing and she was jealous of the attention. Two I can recall, one specific. 
The specific one was a young girl around teenage years who decided those toddler swings with the seat you stick their legs through like a little basket so they can't fall out was made for a teenage girl. She got stuck and lost blood flow to her legs. We had to cut her down and get her to a hospital to have it safely removed due to it basically becoming a tourniquet on both her legs. The other is general, but it's people who didn't wear a seatbelt and the people they killed as a result. You have less control of a vehicle when you're not being held in place so those wrecks are more common as the first sign of trouble your butt moves in the seat and reduces your ability to control the vehicle. You also become a projectile. If you're lucky you only kill yourself. If you're not you wind up bouncing around and killing a passenger. Also the leading cause of partial ejections and re-entry to vehicles since nothing was holding them to the seats. So many times I could have just been there cutting someone out of a seat and them being barely beat up but instead they had been scalped and died or hit their kid or spouse or other family member or friend and killed them. One in particular I remember was a large man not wearing a seatbelt in an overturned truck. He woke up while we were working on him cutting the passenger side up to get down to him as the vehicle was on its side driver side down. He kept asking us how his son was. At first we didn't get it. Then we realized he was laying on his 15-16 year old son and due to the man's size we didn't see him. The son was wearing a seatbelt but he died because his father smashed into him and smothered him to death while we worked rather than just wear a seatbelt extender so his seatbelt fit. Also don't lie to us about if you wore it. Your seatbelt won't fire the pretensioners if they are not engaged in the slot. They are designed that way. There is a circuit that is completed by the best being clicked in place which is also how your car knows your passengers are wearing a seatbelt or not and sets off that obnoxious alarm. There is also a sensor in the passenger front seat of most modern vehicles to detect the weight of a small person which is why your sodas or pizzas it whatever set off the alarm. Just wear the dang seatbelt and don't lie. If you were wearing it I won't be able to pull tons of slack on it when I arrive. Guess what goes in the report as the determining factor your insurance sees as to if you should have your medical covered as a result of an accident? Yup, I don't know what they do with the information but I have to write it in the report. Source. State vehicle rescue technician and firefighter. Mostly volunteer at this point. There was a horrifying but effective seatbelt advert when I was a kid. 90s England that basically went today Joe killed his mum. Then sat back down. With the kid sitting in the back and belted and smashing into the driver's seat. He turned me into one of those kids who would nag everyone about their seatbelts. But I've been in a couple of crashes since and walked away. It wasn't really his fault. But we had an old guy in a nursing home get his balls stuck in a shower chair. A motorist had a bad alternator and the car died while she he was driving. The electric lock control stopped working. We were dispatched for a person trapped in a motor vehicle. On arrival, the advice was given to manually lift the lock knob. You can easily tell the ones who will not survive the first 24 hours of the zombie apocalypse. Firefighter paramedic in suburb of PHX. Had to transport a guide to the ear because he was constipated. His wife tried to dig it out with a wooden spoon. Spoon got stuck and hurt to move it. Walked in and there's a 250 pound man. Butt naked. Lying on his side with a huge wooden spoon stuck halfway up his butt. That is, not why he had a spoon up his butt. Me and my dad are both firefighters and he said one time they went to a house because an elderly man could not get out of the leather recliner because he had been sitting in it for a week straight and his wife would just serve him drinks food and the guy never got up. 
he would just get drunk and urinate defecate himself until he was physically stuck to the chair and they had to cut him out. Two bikini clad girls had to be rescued from a swift moving river in a canoe. Neither girl brought a life vest or a paddle. Something something crap creek. Had a drunk guy in Antarctica chase a penguin. Penguin stuck his beak through the offending drunk guy's calf. He got sent home. And a report on international treaty breach wound up on some congress member's desk. Oh McMurdo. How I miss thee. Wow penogens are powerful. Dude picked up a metal ring from a hardware store in lieu of paying for an actual dong ring. It got stuck. He went to the hospital. The hospital called the fire department because a Dremel tool turned out to be the right tool for the job. You guys sure Dremel near the bait and tackle a lot. I use mine for small wood projects. Just ask this question of a firefighter friend. He saved a guy who was siphoning gas out of someone's car by sucking gas towards his mouth to start the siphon. The would-be thief was also smoking while doing it. Burns happened. Had a fellow who was running from the police. He decided to climb on board a chunk of ice that was flowing down the river. I am sure he thought he was a genius at the time, but the issue is that there isn't really a whole lot north of our town for a few hundred miles. So his long term planning wasn't great. Eventually we found him hiding in a small icy overhang on the side of the river suffering from hypothermia. After a brief stay in hospital he ended up being arrested. I was a volunteer firefighter many years back. One summer, after a long period of no rain, two good old boys decide to have a few dozen beers and take their jeep into a nearby field to go off-roading. Well, two featuring tall corn stalks that are bone dry wind up getting jammed up into the undercarriage, which, on a 90 plus degree day, turns out to be hot enough to ignite a fire. The owner of the field sees the situation unfolding from their house and calls for fire and police. Given the proximity to my location, I go directly to the scene after hearing the page go out and see these two buttholes trying to drive the jeep faster and faster to put the fire out. Eventually, the engine gives out, but they won't leave the car. I physically had to reach in, burning my arms in the process, since I didn't respond to the station first to get my turnout gear, and pull them out. Somehow, they decided that remaining in the car would slow down the flames. And because they thought it was a good idea to continue driving a burning vehicle around a dry field, we now have a significant brush fire and have to call mutual aid from another county to help douse the fire. State police get involved, I have a nice trip to the hospital, and buttholes lose their jeep and the remainder of their booze. Former fire and rescue firefighter here, have helped release several dogs and children stuck in the mechanism part of a recliner chair, also a bird stuck in a tree. Go figure. I remember asking a firefighter about this once, and he said a guy who was fricking a woman. Her husband came home, so he jumped out the second story window buck naked and impaled himself through the upper leg on a fence paling. It was one of those fleur de lis ones, so it fricked up his leg pretty badly. They had to cut the paling out of the fence and load him into an ambulance. I honestly thought this story would end with someone getting their dangler stuck in something but that's worse. That's much worse. Obligatory not a fireman but they were most definitely involved. I used to work in a Nick public grammar school over the summers to pay for college back in the 90s. One of the full time employees was a nice guy but stupid. And I don't mean he was slow or anything. 
He just did dumb crap because he was careless. One time he loaded up a trailer with like 25 gallons of gas and was driving it back through the main school parking lot. He didn't realize that container cracked open and spilled all 25 gallons in the parking lot. He didn't want to get in trouble so he thought the best way to get rid of the evidence was to set the gas on fire. He didn't realize that burning gas gives off a lot of black smoke and a gigantic cloud of black smoke coming from a school generally attracts a lot of attention from first responders. Panicking. He tries to put the flaming lake of gas out by driving over IT with his car. The fire department gets there, screaming at him to stop driving his car through flaming gasoline. They finally get the fire out and just screamed at this guy for like 25 minutes. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was the dumb call. My cat got her paw stuck under the dishwasher and was screaming bloody murder. I couldn't move her paw and I couldn't lift the machine. So I sat with her while my husband called the fire department. She chewed right through one of my favorite blankets in her stress. Firefighters arrive, not in full suits but heavy boots and pants. Soon as they came around the corner to the kitchen our cat miraculously was able to free her paw and take off to hide in the bathroom. The guys seemed confused, but at least it was easy. We thanked them profusely for being scary enough to free our cat, who had zero physical damage, not even a broken claw. I guess she'd hooked her claws on something and didn't want to let it go for love or money. Not me but dad was a firefighter in Nick and once responded to a call at a Chinese food restaurant where the owner's walkway was iced over. He apparently didn't speak very good English and maybe misunderstood the job of a fireman. Genuinely don't know. They salted down his front walkway for him and explained that this was 100% not their job. They all had a good laugh and the guy gave them all free egg rolls. PPL always used to ask him questions about crazy calls and he never enjoyed talking about that so he would always tell that story. What happened in 1999 still makes me laugh to this day 20 years later. ETA, if you plan on commenting something along the lines of 20 years ago, ZOMG, I'm old, screw you for reminding me I assure you roughly 40 other people have already beaten you to the punch. I get it, 99 doesn't feel that long ago, let's all move on lol. It's interesting that that's what so many people took away from this story. Heard this story from a friend. Emergency call comes in for a miscellaneous electrical hazard. Chief walks in and a woman tells him that the TV in the bedroom is making a weird noise. It's turned off but there's a low buzzing sound coming from the area. Chief unplugs the TV, which she didn't think to do, and the noise doesn't stop. The TV is sitting on top of a chest of drawers so he opens up the top drawer and finds this woman's cell up just buzzing away. Super awkward. Obligatory not a firefighter but recently in San Diego a group of suburban moms decided to take their infants up the local hiking spot called Cows Mountain. It's not a particularly grueling hike as many children and elderly people can do it. However there is a heat stroke warning posted at the trailhead. Not to mention it can get pretty hot here and this last week was no exception with temperatures exceeding 90 degrees. Well these idiots took their infants up in this heat. The trail is pretty exposed and due to its easy accessibility and Instagram worthiness lots of inexperienced hikers flock to it. Many times with little to no water because they underestimated how hot and difficult it could be. Needless to say the fire department M's and Chopper were all called as these moms had taken their babies up and were too tired and exhausted to come down. 
They had to go up and give water, check their conditions and some even carried the babies down. I know fires are a lot hotter but I bet they were cursing out these moms in their heads as they had to hike up the mountain in pretty much full gear. The moms came strolling down laughing and flipping off the cameras as they were angry people were going to see their stupidity. This happened all because they wanted to take a group photo with their infants on a mountain on a hot day. I was on a backpacking trip through some national parks a couple years ago and we were repeatedly shocked by how little water most people were carrying. Like you're in the middle of the freaking desert and we'd see people with no pack just holding a 20 ounce bottle of water. Meanwhile I've got 3L in my pack and an extra 750 milliliters bottle just in case. Fire department and the paramedics had to come to my work one day because some kid didn't know the difference between a swimming pool and a splash pad. There's this artificial waterfall that goes down into a basin that's only about 2 inches deep where there's fountains and stuff for kids to play in. This kid decided to climb up the waterfall, there are multiple signs posted not to do this, and decided to dive off into the water below that again is only 2 inches deep. Luckily the kid landed flat on his face so he survived and avoided being paralyzed but he was knocked out cold immediately and would have probably drowned but luckily his mother heard the splat and came running over screaming and pulled him out. And for my next trick, I shall dive from the roof onto this damp sponge. Not a firefighter. This happened to my son when he was 6. He was at a cub scout meeting which was next door to the fire station. The firefighters had these racks where they'd lay their hoses out to dry, I think. The little scouts were climbing on those racks one day and my son's chubby leg slipped between the bars and got stuck. The firefighters had to come use the jaws of life on their own dang racks to free my kid. You have been visited by the wealth rat subscribe in 12 seconds and he will share his wealth with you. Thanks for watching. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Or don't. Either way, have a great day you magnificent people. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.